a character that you completely constructed that doesn't really reflect yourself. Or maybe it's something, a mixture of both. And as I was thinking about that and all that whole discussion we had, it made me think about the podcast because so far I feel like my own personality hasn't really come through. That in a way I'm kind of doing a character, but not really a character. It's like, I guess I feel weird about talking into a microphone, so I end up putting on this voice and I'm overly bubbly and that's really not me. I'm way more dry in real life. And so it's just odd that I cannot seem to be more of myself when I'm doing this podcast, especially with the intros. I went into this whole project thinking this would be really easy, just start talking, no big deal. But then the moment we hit record, it was like, oh, this is really super weird. I'm alone in my room with my two cats <laughs> and just trying to record this. Um, with that being said, though, someone else wrote wrote a comment about character development and their thoughts on it on our Instagram. On Instagram, their screen name is King of Clubs. And they were responding to the question of, do you have a character when performing magic? Is it similar or different to your personality? King of Clubs wrote, my magic shows my personality. It is surely what makes my magic work. It reflects myself and what I want to say. If I played a role while performing, it wouldn't work as much as it does, probably because I would feel awkward, which I totally understand what he's saying. Like, I know I really want my goal when I'm talking, when I'm doing the podcast for it to be a reflection of myself and not a character because it would feel kind of fake. However, if I were performing on stage, I would totally love to have a character because it would be fun to be a, playing a whole different person. And I want to start reading your comments, so please, when you're done listening to this podcast, if you have any thoughts, comment, email us, share, us on, share it on Facebook. Two weeks ago, we talked about hecklers, how to handle hecklers, and I wanted to read my very favorite comment because this was so funny. Um, so we had said, like, how do you respond if someone says either A, I know how you did that, or I saw what you just did there? And Dean Waters wrote on our Facebook, my go-to is to vomit out cards and ask them to tell me later. I'm feeling under the weather right now. Gets a laugh and changes gears while not engaging too much or heckling back. And then uh, move right on to the next routine, which I think is super funny. Uh, I have no idea what vomiting out cards would look like, but I really want to see that. So hopefully, Dean Waters, I will see you at a magic convention in the future and you can show me what that looks like. So this week on the podcast, me, Eric, Casey, and Sebastian will be talking about David Blaine and his special, specifically the bullet catch, which was uh, turned out to be really controversial in the special Ozzy Wynn ends up leaving because he doesn't like the fact that he's going to continue doing the bullet catch when it's such a high risk. Like, he's not just doing it once for the special for it to be on TV. Every time he goes and performs, he's going on a world tour, he's going to do the bullet catch every single time. And when he did it on stage, uh, on the special, his mouth guard shattered. He turned out to be completely fine. I think he had a couple of cuts in his mouth. But it could have been a whole lot worse. And if he's off by, like, half an inch, he's going to shoot himself in the face. So my argument is that that's just... It's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's not, there's not enough reasons for him to continue doing it. He did it once, that's it. So I wanted to read 
because we already have so many people that commented on this on both our Facebook and our Instagram. So I wanted to read a couple of the comments we got on it. So on Instagram, Ivan's Insane wrote, There's a difference between a showman and a daredevil. David Blaine's bullet catches a daredevil stunt. It reminds me of the guy that walked the tightrope between the Twin Towers without a net. As reckless as it seems to most everyone else, this is what David Blaine feels he needs to do. Hopefully he never gets seriously injured or worse from performing this stunt. And hopefully a bunch of magicians won't start doing daredevil stunts without proper training. So then someone responded to what he wrote and on Instagram. And this person's screen name is Bamfleffel. His real name is Andrew Smith. I had to look it up because I really don't know how to pronounce his screen name. Hopefully I said it right. And he responds to it by saying, The thing is, he already did it. He already proved he could do it. He has more than enough to take care of his family and doesn't need to keep performing it nightly on a tour. So that was sort of my thought process, too. It was like, yeah, he's a daredevil and he's known for doing stunts, but why continue to do something this dangerous? Because usually he just does the stunt and then it's over with. So what are your thoughts on it? Do you think he should keep doing it? Do you Would you go to see it? Like, would you go, if he was performing in your city, would you want to watch him do the bullet catch? All right, let's go ahead and just jump right on into the discussion. Welcome to The Slide Show. I'm your host, Chelsea Nicole. With me, I have Sebastian Mitfog and Eric Casey. And we're going to be talking about the David Blaine bullet catch and what our thoughts are on it. But before we do that, we promised you with the last podcast to go in-depth about a story about Sebastian and I uh, performing, not performing, that's competing. A, competing, there's the word that I was looking for. Performing as well, then. Yeah. Well, performing I mean, in just, a competition. But it, which I'm sure yeah, because if I say performing, it sounds like we were in the like, show or something, which we definitely were not. Yeah. Yeah, no. so I, I didn't... Uh, Should have been. It was a quality act. But, uh, they just it was very uh, good. It was a very good act. Didn't bring us in that time. So <laughs> what did we go over last week? We Last week we talked about character development. That's all concerning the story. I remember we gave a brief rundown. We gave... We're going oh, the entire right. in-depth everything. Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'll start us off. So, Eric, this is... The Daytona convention was the very first convention I ever went to. Uh, Eric's my brother, and he had invited me and said, I think you'd really like this. You should come. So I was like, all right, why not? And when we got there that night, Sebastian joined us. And I remember I started trying to convince Eric to um, compete in the, is it close-up? The close-up competition. The, the close-up competition. Not my style. And I'm like, Eric, I've never seen you compete. <laughs> Come on. You know, I'm trying to convince him. And Sebastian's jumping in, like, do it. And Eric switches it around on me and just goes, how about you compete, Chelsea? And next thing you know, I just agree to it. I'm like, this is a great idea. Actually, I'm... the next thing you know, we're at, we're awake at 3.30 in the morning at a Denny's I mean, working on a routine for this competition that's happening eight hours that's, from then. That's jumping. <laughs> that's the next thing you know. <laughs> that's jumping a little bit ahead. But basically, we decide I'm going to compete in the close-up competition and that Sebastian's going to be my quote-unquote assistant since... How? Do you what? remember how we got to the routine? 
How, like, that is such a good question. Because I was just thinking about it, and I just remember you guys saying you're going to compete, and then out of nowhere, you're like, let's do a coding system. Yeah, I don't it's know like, there's why. There's so many better options. No, why? man, no, if we're going to throw together an act in five hours, we should make it a really incredibly difficult coding system that why takes months we... and years to practice and perfect. We should definitely. Yeah. I have no idea why. We I think we chose coding. that just because it was one of the most difficult things we could possibly do. Yeah, I guess we. I, I guess the whole. Really like, I guess process. the whole idea was, what's the hardest thing that we could do? That's uh, somewhat that reasonable. Blow, and we thought it was reasonable. Well, we thought it was reasonable, which was dumb. But I, I guess we were like, let's blow people's minds away with someone that's not really a magician, because I'm not really a magician. I don't perform. Right. And so somehow we thought, oh, let's let's come up with a coding system, and then. Eric, of course, the whole time. You want to jump in there about... Yeah, I'll just say the whole time I was telling them that this is a terrible idea and it's not going to work. Real negativity. Mm-hmm. Just real solid negativity I all the way through. I gave you a solution to your... It's the same... I, I gave them a solution so they could do the exact same performance, but with no work involved. <laughs> Which we ended up using, and I, we thank you for that. I know, but... But not... When Sebastian says we ended up using it... They ended up using it about 20 minutes before, before they went on. Yes. So... So we decided we we're going to come up with a coding system. And Through the uh, 3.30 to 4 a.m. session we, of actually making the system. We start working. Uh, what time do you think you went to bed, Eric? Mid- oh, like midnight. midnight? Midnight or earlier. I just, just you, they, you guys were just sitting there at Denny's just going over the system. And I just was sitting there being like, this is stupid. This is stupid. And he was like, get out of here. And I was like, I'm going to bed. So then Eric goes to bed and we continue to work till 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I think we've lasted till 5 a.m. of working. Remember. And then we said, okay... We're going to essentially take a nap, quote-unquote, and sleep from 5 to 7. Yeah, you guys are up at super early, too. Yeah, because we, we wanted to keep practicing. And to be honest, I ended up, I lay down in bed for about a couple minutes, and I just got up and went to the beach and watched the sunrise because I couldn't sleep, so I was too, like, hyped up about it. Yeah, and I was like, this is a great right. idea. <laughs> Let's, can we just talk about some of the... Uh, the horrible code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it's really embarrassing. I think we should just talk about it. It's yeah, funny. yeah. No, um, basically, like we decided, um, the suit was based on like how I said your name. So I was like, "You're doing great, Chelsea." Means it's hearts. You're doing yeah. great, Chelsea. Means it's like diamonds. Diamonds. You're doing good. You know, means whatever. Whatever. That's that. That's then, what we were working with. And then it was like. Do your thing. Do your meant thing. something. Do your I thing. Remember, I'll never... Do your thing, Was Chelsea. like, that's one through five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we have to narrow that down. <laughs> Do your thing. Do your okay. Thing. Do your thing, Chelsea. Oh, man. It was so obvious. Like, it wasn't even remotely. Even uh, if we I mean, had it memorized, it would have been so obvious. I don't right? know about that. I think no. we just really sucked. No, we, we did. We definitely sucked. So then... I think if we'd done it well, it could have gone over. But I just don't think that we were ready to do that on five hours of preparation. I still stand by the fact it was a good idea. No. I just don't think we had a long enough timeline. No, no. no. Well, okay. Well, Maybe. a long enough timeline, sure, yeah. I guess in a year. It's a great idea. You know, Anyone who can take but it time to do here's the thing. I don't think that code would have ever sounded natural, even if we did. Well, even if we're awesome. Over and you know what? With that attitude, work. you are absolutely right. <laughs> Over a year's worth of work, it probably would have sounded natural because you would have refined the do your thing and got that out. Yeah. Oh, man, I think that would become a centerpiece, but I I digress. (laughs) Anyways, so we decide, you know, this is a great idea, and now it's morning, mid-morning, it's like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., whatever. Eric's like, hey, 
you guys need to practice this in front of some people. So yeah. he brings in who did you, Ryan, Ryan Schutz and Josh Arroyo. Oh yeah, and Sebastian and I go to do the trick, and within I mean it was five minutes. We we're like, oh. Oh, we can't do this. Like, the moment I we felt mean, pressure... I don't think it took five minutes. I think I mean, it, was it was just, like, the second that they sat down and we started going into it, I was like, wait, what is the, what's the code again? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Wait, were you coding three cards as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we were trying to... We were trying to code three cards in only a couple How, of sentences. What were you doing? Getting peaks on all three? How is that working out, too? We don't talk about my methods. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's excessive. It was... I was doing, the, I was doing my thing. I was doing my... Got it. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. 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 You're stupid. Thing. Stupid. I'll do my thing. Do your thing. Do your thing, Sebastian. Uh, yeah, so then we were like, oh, this is terrible. And so then Eric said, look, let's just do it. Can I say it? I'll say it, yeah. Okay. I, I went down to the uh, dealer room and bought three forcing decks and made a three-way forcing deck, and you no longer had to code three cards. Because right. you just, you force them. You walk right. out, you have someone kicked in the top third, the middle, and the bottom third. Which makes sense because you're going and, down the progression. And magicians do not expect forcing decks ever. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, I, I think it actually fooled them more than yeah. the code would have. Especially in competitions, they don't see that coming. They expect yeah. skill. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That is skill. But yeah. I mean, and we did the deck switch and everything, well, yeah, so that was an extra exactly. And so, um, now I need to give Eric a hard time since he always has given me a hard time for this whole, you know... He loves to give me such a hard time for thinking that coming up with a code is a great idea. Not just you. You and Sebastian. Well, yeah. Me and Sebastian. I will stand by it. <laughs> it was a great learning experience, and we had a lot of fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Tons of fun. Um, I would recommend to a friend. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that you have a story forever, so you I don't do regret it. You have a story it. forever. Yeah, oh, so... You sound like an idiot. <laughs> shut up. So, right before we go on, we had just finally finalized our act, what we were going to do, Eric, like, turns and whispers to me and was like, mm, you sure you want to do this? You don't want to just back out? Because, like, I don't really want you to bomb or anything. And I'm like, I got this. I'm not going to bomb. So supportive. I know. He was just like, listen, I don't want to... supportive of magic. <laughs> in my life, it's magic, then family, and then all other things. And then all the other non-important stuff. Yeah. So I said, no, 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 I've got this. Don't worry about it. And... I told Eric, Eric had my camera, and I said, you know, we please record this, because I think it's really funny, <laughs> and I want to have this as a memory to, like, put on Facebook and share. So, yeah, okay. I get on stage, and now I get to brag about myself, and I blew him away, as well as everyone else, because he forgot to record. He just held the camera by his side, because he was like, what? Like, didn't expect me to do so well, right? Yeah, yeah I did not. Well, yeah, well, I, I thought I was going to Everyone liked it, except the judges. Because <laughs> I would say you did the, the greatest thing ever, and you went into the crowd and did crowd work, and the judges all sat there and didn't turn around so. to look at you, and they just stared at an empty stage, and I was like, "This is stupid. Like, this is how a real performer should be. Like, whatever." I mean, if, I, I think, what, but here's the thing: for a competition, it's it's not good, but for a performance, I would think. And that's why I don't compete. <laughs> For the for performance sake, everyone was entertained, and that was fun. And I remember getting to tease you, Sebastian, a little bit because yeah, remember what I, I said? I didn't. I don't think I even prepared you for this, but I was like, all right. Oh everyone, yeah, everyone, yeah. Said, everyone needs you know that sexy assistant, and well, I this went. This is the best I could and, do. And, went, and this is what I ended up with. Oh, yeah, Come yeah. on, Sebastian. And you're like, oh okay. Sebastian <laughs> wasn't even registered at that convention. Too. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> not even. That's why. That's why I wasn't competing because I couldn't. I literally was not even. <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyways, so that's our... That's the end-up version, yeah. That'd be, our... um... In conclusion, we're dumb, and you shouldn't try to put together a code in the day. Or you should hire Eric as your consultant, because he will solve your problems very fast, if you listen to him. Which we did, eventually. Eventually. And it was a good experience to not listen to him and stay up all night. I got to have a real convention experience, Eric. You did, yeah. I got to sleep, which that's my favorite convention experience. Yeah. It's a waste. Love sleeping, though. So moving right along, just moving right past all of that... David Blaine Bullet Catch. I have some strong opinions. I think mm-hmm. Sebastian does too. Um, I watched the special, and basically, I hope it, if you haven't watched the special, maybe pause it and go watch it real quick. Um, it's really good. And sort of the big finale is David Blaine performing the Bullet Catch, and you see lots of clips leading up to it of him um, doing. Uh, he does a rehearsal, pra- like practice. One rehearsal. Yeah, he does one rehearsal. Well, that we see. Well, you right. On camera, right. he might have done more. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Um, obviously, did a lot to prepare, but every time that they were showing him preparing, a lot of times Ozzy Wynn would speak up and voice his concern with it, and then during the rehearsal, something actually kind of went wrong where the mouth guard shattered, and. Ozzy was like, you need to stop doing this. You should not do this for the performance. Like, this is way too dangerous. David Blaine is like, no, I'm going to keep doing this. And Ozzy stayed with him all the way up to... He stayed there for the very first onstage performance. Like, he did that um, for when he did it live in front of an audience. And then the, the mouth guard shattered again. And he said, you know what, this, you have to stop. And David Blaine said no. And he was like, well, I don't want to be a part of your team anymore because I feel like I'm supporting this. And I just don't think this is something good to support because he's planning on continuing, like continuing to do it as he does his world tour. Right. And I really like sided with Ozzy in that it just seems too dangerous. And I look at it from like a risk versus reward. So what's the risk? You dying. What's the reward? It's like a second. It takes a second and the trick's over. And I don't get it. So right. I'm just like, why do it? Why do this well, trick? But anyways, you want to jump in? Yeah, I mean, on just on that point in particular, uh, why would he do it? It's awesome. People are talking about it. It's incredibly dangerous, and he wants the publicity. And it's working. It's doing that phenomenally for him. So, I mean, he is risking his life, and there is that inherent... But this is a guy that's been doing that for his entire career. That's his shtick, is he's the guy that does card tricks, the weird devil stuff, and tries to kill himself. No, wait, can I jump in real quick? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, I get doing it once for a live performance and mm-hmm. now he has it on this special right so he has mm-hmm. it on tv which can be aired over and over and over again so he did it mm-hmm. why not stop after you do it once why keep doing it because his other stunts he mm-hmm. does it one time like he does the whole like he does the stunt and then it's done and right, he's well, gonna I mean, keep doing it which it's like you're putting your life at risk over and over and over again every time you perform i mean the other stunts were much more longer in duration i mean there's only right. so many times you can freeze yourself in a block of ice <laughs> for three days before it's like all right we get it but with shooting yourself in the face it's like what you said it's very quick happens in a moment so there's not as much build up and he can do it over and over again without you know wasting weeks and weeks of his life now there is the whole you know he might die thing but I don't really think that's on his list of concerns. I right. think that he's done his research, found the safest way to go about it. Obviously, there's always going to be that risk, but he clearly has no issue with that. Eric, do you have any thoughts on doing it over and over again? Um, 
I mean, I think it's not the greatest idea because obviously the more times you do it, the more times you're opening up like the option to fail. Um, I think that goes true with literally anything in life. The more times you do something, the more chances are of failure. So I definitely think it's not a great idea because he's done it twice now, really. I mean, once on stage and then once on that like rehearsal. The rehearsal. We so we have twice where it's been recorded and seen and it worked successfully and now he keeps doing it and doing it. So I think that's probably not a great idea uh, at all. At all? So you kind of are like, why keep doing it? Do I you see any reason to keep doing it? No, and like, I get what's What's his closing? I'll buy tickets to that show. If see, he ever comes to Florida, I'll drive and buy tickets oh, to watch him shoot himself in the face. I, so would, I would too. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, would, I still would. I don't like, I guess, intellectually support it. But I, mean, I don't want to support it, but I'll throw my money and support him. Like, <laughs> I get to see, that's the, I feel like that's the other side of the argument is it's his closer, right? Isn't that Essentially, was, yeah. yeah. I don't think so he's doing then, much after that. So. Yeah. But it's such an odd... Because I feel like usually when he does a stunt, it's usually contained to this one moment. And now he's doing something that... And so he puts his life at risk for that one moment. Yeah. But it's not a part of the show. This is like... Is this not maybe his first time putting something in a show that... Well, David Biden hasn't really, from what I've seen, been doing public shows that often. That's true. So that's new. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like, though... Yeah, he's done it once and it worked. And like same thing with the freezing yourself alive. He did it once and that that didn't really work that well. But whatever. Uh, the standing on the pole, the hanging upside down, the, like all his stunts, he's only ever done once and he's never really repeated. And so I just don't know why this one do you repeat? Well, what about this though? So most of his stunts have been both physically and mentally demanding. Whereas this is a stunt where technically anyone well, could do as long as you have. The mental ability to do. Does that make sense? Like yeah, physically, yeah, it's, it's all, not it's pushing mental, his yeah. body, and that's that's another thing where I'm like, this doesn't even seem to be. We say it's not pushing his body, but he is getting punched in the face by a bullet. Getting punched in the face really hard, and I just don't know some people who. I mean, I feel like you gotta have some pretty solid like muscle, neck muscle, or things like that to be able to take that hit and not get whiplash every time you get punched in the face. Like yeah, not only that, but it's like going straight to the back of the throat too. So yeah, there's no like way. That. So. I mean, that's far from there's physically some, demanding, but it's sure painful. Yeah, there's some physicality cards. there that has to be involved where, like, I'm a super tiny guy. I feel like if that did me, <laughs> hit me, I would just get knocked out. All right. So, yeah, I mean, well, it was weird when I watched the, uh, the special. It looked like his head had very little ricochet back. Did you see that? His head didn't seem to ricochet that far. It was surprising. I wonder if he's just tensing up his, his neck muscles. muscles and, like, taking the that's head. I don't know. I just feel like if I took that hit, my neck would break. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Never been shot though, so I can't really so say right. anything about that. Random question. Sorry that this isn't yeah. on the uh, schedule, but what would you guys? How would you foresee it going down if he actually did get shot in the face and died on stage? That's a good question. Oh my god! How would you see that That's a really out? good question. Yeah. Because it could happen, and there's been seven people throughout history that have died from the bullet. Way catch. more than that. Seven. Well. Okay, you're right. It's probably more than that. I, I, I don't I know only, them all, but I When I, I did the research, mm-hmm. seven, seven stories there's popped seven up that I read. seven primary ones. That yeah. Like, there's like probably... people, but I, yeah, there's definitely other magicians who are maybe like on the amateur side of things who yeah. tried it and died. And then, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. so that's true. That's true. Tried it again. A lot of people have died doing that. Yeah. Um, but seven that we know of. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what I. So sorry, I wrote. So I mean, yeah, with uh, with the whole blame thing, I mean, my thought process is that if he dies, if he goes out like this, he's been spending his entire career trying to build this persona of the man that can't be killed. Like you can freeze him, you can bury him alive, you can mm-hmm. hang him upside down, you can do all these things, and you can shoot him in the face, but he won't die. If he were to die that way, I honestly think I'm wondering if people would react and be sad, or if they'd be like, "Well, he had it coming, so I don't have any empathy." Or does that elevate him to like magic? Like stardom, like in the. I, what do you think? Uh, like, I, like a comedian gosh. getting this killed is... by a, by a fan for telling a joke that's too offensive. Yeah, exactly. Like that comedian but, but, gets elevated. Would that happen with Magic? Because he but, shot himself. But, though. but with but Magic, magic. <laughs> he's the one pulling the on trigger to his own face. So like, yeah, that way that I feel like that's a totally different circumstance because he's putting him, he's putting himself in that position mm-hmm. and then getting killed by his own. Is that also is that kind of suicide? <laughs> no. Why not? I'm pretty sure that counts no. as suicide. He's pulling the trigger. He's pulling his own trigger to yeah. a that's, that's shooting at his Because suicide means uh, the intentionality to die. Your intent is to die. Dude, his intent looks like it's to die all the time. His intent is to not die. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, it's not suicide. And I think, I think there would be so many people. I don't know because here's I have no here's idea how that would go down. That's here's my one. thought process. When I was doing research, because I just recently wrote an op-ed on my thoughts about David Blaine. And so I did a lot of research. I was reading a lot of articles. And, like, generally speaking, a lot of the articles... Because I was reading articles on his past stunts, people mm-hmm. just, like, make fun of him in the articles. Yeah. Like, they were like, this is dumb. He did this, and he thinks he's so awesome. Like, so it just seems like if you were to die that way, I feel like the media would not... Oh, I mean, you're gonna ...be get... supportive at all. I think they'd just be like, well, what did he expect? Shoot. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm just curious. No, 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 my, my only response where I could remotely justify that in Blaine's defense is that Chris Angel has fans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's going to be some people that hate him, some people that love him, some people that don't care at all. But, I mean, there's no matter what, not everyone's going to love David. So, I mean, if he were to die, you know, the rule of thirds, we talked about this yeah. quite a lot. You can't make everyone like you. You can get a third of people to like you, third of people are going to hate you people are never going to care. Yeah, indifferent, right? So, I mean, if there are people writing articles about him that are hateful, like, oh, he's being an idiot, blah, 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 I'm sure that he just cares about getting more hits online. I'm sure that's, I mean, because that's part of it. I'm sure, like, he, he had but, an episode of South Park made about him. I don't think that what, he's got any... But if he dies, mm-hmm. what do you, do you think his fans will stay supportive of him and, and be like... Yeah. Okay. And his loyal not... fans, yes, I definitely probably that. Yeah. being supportive of him. And oh, yeah. Being like, that was... Still amazing, like what he did. Like, yeah. I guess you know we could compare it to is Steve Irwin's death because he was always playing with fire. And that then is true. Died, and yeah, then... and everyone. Actually, I feel like the tides changed 100 percent when that happened, and everyone just became a Steve Irwin fan. Yeah, so maybe if he died, he really if people would all just oh. give him a lot of respect because you wouldn't want to be disrespectful to someone that's died anyway. So yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. This is this this is a random tangent. Um, back on track. Let's. Go back but to... But don't die, David. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's kind of a... It's kind of a depressing... He doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, no. He's... He's, what? he's subscribed. But here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, he totally subscribes. He listens listen to us. talk about his own mortality. David Blaine cares about what we are saying, clearly. Oh, yeah. No, he really wouldn't care because that's what Ozzy Wynn was saying to his face right after... I mean, I side with... Uh, you mentioned that when listening to those arguments yeah. that you side with Ozzy more. I, I definitely agree with Daniel Garcia in right. that sense. Where... If he's going to do it with or without you, you might as well be the most qualified person there to help him. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to let someone else do it and right. then he dies, that's gonna, that would hang over my head if I were in that situation. 
But if I was there and I tried everything that I could, he's an adult, his decision. Right. All right, so David Blaine was interviewed by the Rolling Stones, and his he was quoted to say, he hopes never nobody ever continues this, and this ends the tradition of the bullet catch, and that he doesn't recommend this. And I'm like, why are you doing something mm-hmm. where now you want no one else to do it? If you're saying you don't well, recommend... because if other people start doing it, now David Blaine's not the only guy doing it. Okay, that's true. And secondly, if he doesn't say this, don't do it, and someone does it and gets shot, then we live in this world oh, where right. like, okay. he's going to get blamed. Okay, so it's not a great argument. So there's two things there. And like same thing with me. Like If I'm doing a trick that's absolutely incredible, um, and tell people to not do that trick. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, like, never mind, I'm not going to name that trick. <laughs> Strong bowling, don't do that trick. <laughs> we already talked about it two weeks ago, so, yeah, it was good times. Um... Well, I don't know if I have much more to add to this. Um, I don't know. I just, we posted about this and there was a lot of mixed reviews on both our Instagram and our Facebook about people's thoughts. So I thought that was kind of interesting that it really is controversial. I I mean, I kind of like the fact that it's controversial, that it is something we talk about. Like, I I have respect for that. Like, it is giving us something to talk about. People's responses to it are very mixed. Um, yeah, so if you want to join in the conversation, please comment on our Instagram or on our Facebook or on our website. We want to hear what your thoughts are. But I think that will be it. Any any last words though you guys want to add? I'm good. I got nothing. I, I side on both sides. I think. Side on I both think sides? Because, you I don't want to... Not a great idea to keep doing, but at the same time, I respect them for doing it. And, it's and you go crazy. watch it. I'd go watch it, absolutely. And smashing your last thoughts? Um, I, I, under, I mean, I don't understand his exact reasoning, but for someone that's continually trying to push the boundaries of what magicians can and can't do, I totally can see why that's the direction we want to go in. I mean, after everything he's done, there's really not much further up to go in the level of danger. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I would definitely buy a ticket. I would say my last thoughts on this is that your argument, Sebastian and Eric, were convincing for me to understand... Mm-hmm. why Daniel Garcia would stay. But at the end of the day, I still am going to lean towards Ozzy Wynn. I'm not going to lie. I'm still kind of like, do it once, on stage, get it on recording, put it on TV, but then just cut it out. Like, just stop doing it. And I don't think I'd want to watch it. I don't know. I'm really torn. I'm honestly, like, if he came to Florida and was going to do the bullet catch, I'm like, would I go? And I, so you're I saying if Eric bought you a ticket, you wouldn't go to the show? I don't want to say I wouldn't go to the show. Okay. I don't like to. Uh, okay. It's just... I don't want to see. No, that. here's the thing. I don't want to see him actually get shot in the face. Like, not in the, you know. Oh, you wouldn't like, want to be there. For I wouldn't that. want to be there if he actually did get, you know. That's why you buy the ticket. I don't <laughs> want to see someone die. Like, I definitely. That's not on my list of things to do. So, that's that's where I that's where I am. That's where I. We'll have to agree to disagree. Right. Sure. So, uh, this podcast was brought to you by Pinnacle Spades, and our music was done by Keegan McClanahan. Tune in next week. Aloha. That means hello.